You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is going to be huge. 360 in the contract, never that. I just take the contact, I'll bring it back. I'm running on the fast break, behind the back. Yeah, this, that, this, that, this, that. Dirk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyBall.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com and trade machine wizard. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I do love the trade machine. Are you a wizard or a warlock? Um. Well, I don't want to be a Washington wizard, so I'll go with a warlock. I don't know the difference. <laughs> What's the difference between a wizard and a warlock? What does a warlock do that's not wizard-like? Is it just intent? I feel like I feel like wizards could there could be good wizards like Gandalf or Harry Potter. I don't know about warlocks. They just it it seems not bad. If you're a warlock, do you have to be a non-human? I don't know. Somebody's gonna come after us, really nerdy, and be like, "Oh my gosh, so and so is a warlock, and they're like the protagonist." I don't know if I know any warlocks. No, I don't. I can't think of any. I'm gonna Google warlock real quick and see if what's the first one to come up. I know, I know wizards. Um, man, I'm a huge uh, Tolkien nerd, so I read the Cimmerillion. Yeah, back and oh man, it's a. I have that book. I've never read it, and I probably never. It's read hard. It. I had to read a chapter guide with it. Every chapter I read, I had to read it. Read this guide, and but I love it. I've read all the Lord of the Rings books. And I'm a big nerd with that. The definition of warlock is a man who practices witchcraft, a sorcerer. Okay, now what's the difference between a sorcerer, a warlock, oh. and a wizard? That is the definition of a wizard. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so today we're going to be doing some fake trades. We got a whole bunch of ideas. We are always, Isaac and I are always texting each other about fake trades. Uh, we're always just sending them back and forth, you know, saying who would take this, who says no. And sometimes Isaac sends me some that he would say no to, but he just wants to see if I'll say no, if I would say no to it <laughs> or which side we think. So we're super excited about it. We even uh, sent out a tweet earlier this morning asking people, to send in your ideas, and so we're gonna go ahead and, and read some of those because we got some we got some pretty good ones that uh, that got sent in. So here's one from uh and uh from Pele Za. Oh Pele, Pele Zna. He says take Fareed and Arthur. I'm assuming it's uh, Kenneth Reed and Darrell Arthur for the 14th pick. Don't think only taking Fareed is enough. Then take Bayless for the 26th pick. Then trade 26, 33, 55 for the Wizards' 15th pick. Take uh, Jay Smith, Jason Smith's $5 million if needed. Now, let me debunk this really Yeah, quick, the problem with we'll, that one is they don't have enough cap space to do that. Okay, so the way cap space works is Dallas is setting on a huge chunk of cap space right now. It's right at like 13.9. Let's just say, let's just operate with 14 million. Yeah. So they're setting with 14 million with like this pre draft cap room. None of that will change until the new year starts in July. So you're not, that you're, not point, you're not able to renounce anybody, you're not able to like exactly. do all that kind of stuff until after that. That's what that's when the NBA like financial season rolls over. Yeah, so a lot of people right now have been throwing out or have this mindset of, "Oh my gosh, Dallas can have 25 million in cap <laughs> and we can absorb all this money at the trade or at the uh, NBA draft." So, and I I get it. It can be confusing for some people of like that. Confusing for me. Uh, yeah, it throws me off sometimes too. But what did I text just, you the other day, and you were like, "No, they can't do that." 
it was like <laughs> I forgot what it super was. obvious. And I was like, dang it, you're so right. They can't. It was like two trades. I think I was going to do at the same time. And you're like, they can't even do that. It's impossible. Yeah. So like that's the that's the whole thing of you know. For instance, like taking on Gallinari for two picks. Like I've joked about that before. But if you really think about it, we can't do that unless we trade out Wes or Dwight Powell or something because yeah. we can't take on 20. We can only take on up to 14 million, okay, so at, at the draft. So that that is the, the foundation that you have to work with with all of these. Now, now there are some wink winks of, <laughs> hey, well, it just doesn't happen too often of – Hey, we'll select this player with like the twentieth pick, but on July first, when the new year starts, we'll trade you X player with that pick, you know. And so you're, they're like picking for another team. Yeah, yeah. So that that gets complicated then, but fourteen million is what we're working with before the draft. And the idea of Kenneth Reed, this is something that's been passed around a lot that we've talked about a little bit, I think, on the podcast. Uh, I think we've tweeted about it more than we've actually talked about it. But Fareed is making $13.7 million next year. He's going to be an expiring contract for this next upcoming season. And so trading him with the 14th pick, if they want to get off that salary, if they want to just move on from him, because they just they have so many forwards. This team is just – they have so – I mean, they have Millsap. They have Jokic that can play some forward. They have Fareed. They have Darrell Arthur. They have uh, Trey Lyles. They have Juan uh, – Hernan Gomez, they, it's just like they have so many forwards they don't know what to do with. And so getting off of Fareed's contract, I, I kind of agree with our guy, though, that tweeted us. I don't think that just Fareed with the 14th is enough. Do you have a, another iteration of this trade that could actually make it happen? Well, I mean, I think the I think their preference would be Plumlee uh, because Plumlee's due you know, 12, 12.9 this yeah, year. Plumlee's contract I, is weird. He's, he's 14.5. Point zero four last year, twelve point nine the next year, and then the year after that, it's guaranteed fourteen million. So it's just like this weird like yeah. bell curve, like upside down. So that would be the question because then you'd be paying this extra guaranteed year in two thousand nineteen twenty for Plumley at fourteen million compared to Fareed being expiring. Because if they, I think, I mean, I feel like we're both in the agreement that if it's Fareed in the four, like you just absorb Fareed and you get the fourteenth pick. That's a win-win. You yeah, got to do that's, that now. That's definitely. And it, I think it would almost eliminate you from any free agent. Yes. Um, for any big time free agent. If you want to get a max player, if you want to get something, something to that level, like you're saying goodbye to Boogie, you're saying goodbye to Capella, you're saying goodbye probably to any of the restricted. Yeah. Fours. Aaron Gordon for sure. Because Randall not, probably. Not only would you be paying Fareed thirteen point seven, but then you'd be paying an extra lottery pick, guaranteed money, yes. which will you know be another three, four million, whatever it is. Um, so yeah, so that, but that's the price. Like I, I think, I mean, I would do that. I mean, I would take on one. I'm a little bit more of a believer than Fareed. Like he's not just a straight trash. Like he's he's usable, <laughs> and yeah. uh, I think he can do everything Tristan Thompson does. Everything Dwight Powell. No. Um, Can you imagine no. uh, backcourt of uh, <laughs> Powell and Fareed coming off coming off the bench? <laughs> Plumley and Powell would be even worse, I think. That's yeah, just, pl- that's one of those bad. <laughs> Some sunburnt Plumley. That's a <laughs> that's a weird bench unit for sure. Uh, but yeah, um, I I would do the free thing in a heartbeat. Now Plumley, that would be a little a little interesting. Would you cut into any you know a good chunk of your 2019 space for the 14th pick? That would be, especially if they get a a you know a big like if they get Bamba Jaron Jackson yeah. with the fifth pick, then all of a sudden like 
Plumley, and then Dirk. If they come off, if he, if Dirk comes off the bench like we talked about yesterday, then you know now you have Mason Plumley. What is he your third string center? And then Powell doesn't get to play any center anymore. And you're like, I don't know. That's just you know, you want to give a lot of your minutes to your your young big, but now all of a sudden yeah. this guy just taking up all this cap space. And for some people that's saying, hey, why would Denver actually do this? Like, do like they need to, you know, attach something else, whatever. Paul Millsap's due to make twenty nine point seven million next year. Yeah, they have the coming max extension for Nikola Jokic that, that they could going, do this summer. Yeah, that he's going to get. Gary Harris just got his extension. He's going to make a sixteen point five. Plumley's at twelve point nine. Fareed's at thirteen. Like, Will Barton's going to be a free agent. Will Barton's a free agent. Wilson Chandler has a player option worth twelve point eight. Yeah. Like all of these, I mean, these are double digit salaries here that you know they're going to be picked up. So, Darrell Arthur has his has his player option that he's definitely going to pick up seven yeah. seven point five million. <laughs> yeah. So like I mean all of the I mean just those four or five dudes you're going to be getting close to the salary cap at that point. So they have a. Their total right now, I don't. I'm not sure if this counts all their their non guarantees, but it's it's at 106 million. <laughs> it's already over the cap. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'll tell you something else that's got us in a trade mood also is because we're doing this lockdown draft right now, and um, we've been you know DMing people trying to pitch out trades, and th- this was the idea I had of like, hey, ultimate, try to do a GM type move here because we want young pitch picks we want talent and so my idea of thinking is you make the denver trade you trade you absorb for reed you get for the 14th pick what are you sending back to denver by the way because this is something we, you have to no, send it's gonna be like back. it's like one of those fake second rounders that we did for like zaza all those second rounders like future second rounder uh protected through pick 55 yeah something dumb that's literally what it is so like but at this point, then then I think you turn around because then you're holding on to two big expiring contracts. Fareed at one big, but thir- at 13.7, and then you still have Wes at 18.6. Two, you know, you could hold on to those until the trade deadline. Then you can match any salary in the league of whoever becomes available. You can match the salary-wise and yeah. say, hey, we got two expiring contracts. But I think you could turn around on draft night and say, maybe try to make it a three-team trade ship Fareed to Atlanta, and I know, okay, I get Atlanta, they might want all the picks in the world, but go to Atlanta and say, hey, do you want more cap space going forward? We'll we'll flip-flop Plumlee for Fareed if you give us pick 19. Plumlee's doing do another $12.5 million in 2019-20. So then at that point, you would be flipping the expiring of Fareed for they two the, more years. They have of, Miles Plumlee, right? We'd yes, and Miles Plumlee. Plumlee. <laughs> Miles Plumley in Atlanta, but in return get 19th, and then you go into draft saying we have the fifth pick, we have the 14th pick, and the 19th pick, and then package maybe 14th and 19th, and try to get a uh, try to Bridges. move back up, try to get Bridges. That, I, that I'm all un- for that. I don't think Atlanta does that at all. Uh, I think that picks are too valuable for them. They they're they're in that. I think that Atlanta's in that same vein that Brooklyn was in when. Danny Ainge yeah. cleaned them out, <laughs> you know, like they just have nobody and not that they don't, they haven't had their picks. They just have either, you know, their team was really good for a while. They had that 60 win team with the Hawks. And then all of a sudden all their guys left and trades are free agents. And they didn't really win a lot of those trades and a lot of guys just straight up left. So they, they really need to restock with all their picks. I don't think they would trade that. Maybe Dallas could throw something in to, to incentivize if Dallas is really all in to try to 
I mean, if they really wanted to play with it, they could give him 33. Say, hey, yeah. 33 and Fareed for 19 and Plumley, And so then you're just kind of moving up and getting three three picks in the top 20. Be pretty happy with that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm into that, but I don't know if Atlanta still would. Theoretically, even if you land the Denver thing, let's just let's just leave that at that. Yeah. And you absorb Fareed. I mean, you could really go into training camp, like not even thinking about free agency, whatever, with like a let's just say Bomba or Jackson, Fareed, and like Lonnie Walker, Zaire Smith, something yeah. like that. I mean, it, that would I feel like the fan base would be pretty excited about that. I would be excited about that. Any any chance that they could get back into the lottery, I'm all in it because I think that you. You know, if you, if we we right now have like one young piece, really. You know, yeah. I mean, we have a a mid mid young piece in Harrison Barnes, but if they could get two more in this draft, then psh, all for it. Yeah, all, I agree. all for it. Another question from uh, and from one of our guys, uh, Mark Simons. He wants to know, talking about Atlanta, since we already mentioned him, we'll talk about Atlanta. He wants to know if they would potentially swap picks. Um, so we will talk about that in just one second. All right, so our guy Mark Simons tweeted us and said, if Sacramento drafts Bagley, any chance Atlanta would swap picks if we threw in next year's first-round pick? So let's start with that question. Why would the Mavs want to do this? Let's So Sacramento's taking Bagley. I'm assuming that he thinks that Aiton is going to Phoenix, so that means Luka's available. So th- these are the, this is the scenario now where Dallas wants to flip with Atlanta to try to go up and get Luka. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this comes down to... Um really the whole debate of would you give up next year's pick for Luca, And that's really where the question starts because you don't do this trade unless Luca's there at three. I mean, I'm not doing it for Bagley. I'm not giving up next year's no. pick for Bagley. Huge believers in them, but I just think Luca, you know, whatever. Um, and that that's really where the debate ends. I think it, it would be a no-brainer for Atlanta. Um, it's th- this is almost the same trade as Boston and Philly last year. It's a, it's a little bit yeah. lower stakes, so it's it's you know it's lower on the totem pole there because it was one in three that they fl- they flipped and then got that extra pick and the pick wasn't Boston's pick. It was like it was a Sacramento's pick. Yes, there's an unprotected Sacramento 2019 pick, yeah. and so if we could put any protections on this, I think I'm all for it. But it, I mean, if Luca's there, I would do it even with, un, with, with, you know, an unprotected next year's pick. I would do it. I, I would do it also unprotected. And, um, I know that a lot of people probably would disagree with us on that because a lot of people hold that mindset of we're going to be bad for so long. We need multiple players. Um, but I agree with that, but I also think, um, I also think I'm also believer in getting like the top top talent and yeah that's the whole I mean, point of doing all this yeah so would you rather have two guys that's in you know two picks in eight through eleven that you're like hey I hope they can turn into something like good young pieces or would you rather have like one top tier talent and that's a one or two guy in the draft I would I would lean that way so. I would do it. I think Atlanta should really think about doing it, um, and I, I think they would do it honestly because yeah, I think they I think they would too. We've talked about it before. They have so they have nobody to build around. Like they have no cornerstones right now. Like John Collins is the only thing they have, and we oh yeah, Torian Prince is like a role player too. But 
Yeah. Um. So with so Phoenix takes Aiton, Sacramento takes Bagley. The Mavs move up then and take Luca. Yeah. Then where does Memphis go? Because it seems like Atlanta is stuck on Jaron Jackson, and this could be a scenario where they trade and they get their guy anyway. Oh, Atlanta? Yeah, I think Memphis could go Jaron Jackson. I think they'd go Michael Porter Jr. Um, I mean, any of those, I don't, you know, we any, talked about four. I don't any chance on Bridges for them? Mikel Bridges at four? Ooh. I mean, I would be down. Yeah. I think we but, would do uh, it, but I don't know if a real NBA team, team yeah, would do Yeah, I, I would be down for sure, but uh, but I don't know if Memphis would. I think that they would probably just take Jackson or Porter and be done with it. Another thing to think about with Atlanta, next year they own Cleveland's 2019 pick. And um, so in this scenario, just think, imagine if they did this trade, Atlanta. They, would have, they already have three first-round draft picks this year. They have three, 19, and 30. If they did this deal, they would turn around next year and have their own 2019 pick, which will be in the top probably five or six again. They would have Dallas, which is probably a lottery pick. Lottery pick. And they have Cleveland's 2019 pick protected one through 10. So if LeBron does come back or if, you know, they're a borderline playoff team, could be, I mean, they could look at three lottery picks next year. If LeBron doesn't come back. Three more first-round picks. So that's two straight years for Atlanta. That would be three first-round draft picks for two straight years. That, I mean, for a team like that, that's what you want. You're trying to find these young guys. Exactly. It's exactly what what you want to do. And uh, and for Atlanta, yeah, you get all those picks. You, you know, you start creating a stockpile, and eventually you'll land one of them, and they'll be a transcendent player. Yeah, I think I think another wrinkle that you would uh, look at that maybe might hit negotiations is like a, a flip flop of like Baysmore and West of what those um, you know con- would that have to be in the deal? Also, would Dallas do that then because Baysmore's due an extra? Um, he has a player option for that next year at nineteen you know point two million. That he's probably going to pick up. If Dallas is so in love with Luca, would they give up the pick and pay Baysmore in 2019 compared to just West in 2018? That you know, you know, Atlanta would try for it, and it's just a matter of how you know what those negotiations would look like. What if you had to take Schroeder? Uh, I just I don't think he fits with Dennis, but not at all. But yeah, I, I think they would want Bay. I think they'd try to shed Baysmore. I mean, Bazemore is the highest paid player on Atlanta's team right now. So that's it's wild. Pretty, it's pretty wild. Um, that is yeah. wild. There's a lot of um, – we're getting a lot of people tweeting us asking about this uh, this one trade. So we'll, we'll end with this one. Um, this Bleacher Report trade that was mentioned, Dallas gets Chandler Parsons. I, I haven't seen this. Dallas gets Chandler Parsons, Evan Turner, and Memphis's fourth pick. Memphis gets Harrison Barnes, Dallas' 2019 first-round pick, top 10 protected. Uh, and they also get – Memphis also gets Portland's number 24 pick. And the Blazers get Wes Matthews. So in this deal, oh, crap. <laughs> the Mavericks get to take on the contracts of Parsons and Turner, which are pretty bad. But, they, but they get the number four pick. and they But they also have to give up Barnes and Matthews and their 2019 pick, but it's protected. So it's protected top 10 in 2019, top 5 in 2020. Portland gets to get off of the contract of Evan Turner. They lose their first-round pick, but then they also get Wes Matthews back. 
Memphis gets Harrison Barnes, and they get Dallas's pick probably next year, and then they get uh, another first round pick, and in, in, you know, so they move down essentially from four to twenty four. Okay, <laughs> it definitely lot. makes it definitely makes sense for Portland to yes. get off Turner just and, for that pick, and to get yes, a player just, back that's expiring. Yes. Um. After that, it gets interesting with oh, Memphis. And our guy Billy Sierra sent that in. Shout out to him. What up, Billy? Um, Memphis gets interesting with that because it's all about how much they want to win now. Because I think they want to win now, and that's their that's their like thing. But I I don't think they're dumb either of saying, well, we 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 want to win, but we want to try to get younger at the same time and try to play this. And this would like they wouldn't keep a pick in this draft, right? They get Portland's two thousand, or they get Portland's number twenty four pick. Okay, and yeah. you get Harrison Barnes. So you are and getting, they get they get our future two thousand nineteen pick, right? Yes, twenty nineteen top ten in twenty nineteen, top five in twenty twenty. So you're eventually getting. Yeah, if I'm Phoenix, I mean, if I'm Phoenix, if I'm Memphis, um, I do that for sure too. So I think it really just comes down to Dallas of saying, is it worth taking on that much money? Is it worth punting free agency? For a while, <laughs> actually, mean, it's not that much a while because you're you would be trading Barnes in it, so that would kind of equal out. Um, so but then really, you're taking on Turner. Yeah, well, I'm saying like you would. So Barnes and Parsons have the same deal. So they have next year's guaranteed. The year after is a player option, correct? Okay, so and then so they would equal out. And they would equal out pretty much, and then Turner has two years left. So next year he would be. Uh, seventeen point eight, and the year after that he'd be eighteen million. So you're not in. So you're taking out. You're you're taking yourself out of contention for free agency for this upcoming summer and next summer. Yeah. But you have a top five. You have a number five, number four, and you have Dennis. And uh, yeah. So. So pretty much it comes down to: Are you willing to trade Harrison Barnes and? sacrifice all of your 2019 turn it goes in 2020 right he, he goes until 2020 so summer are of 2020 pun- <laughs> yeah are you willing to trade barnes and sacrifice 18 million of cap in 2019 20 both of those years in turner for pick four i feel like turn am i crazy to think that turner actually might be good for dallas I wouldn't say I wouldn't go that far, but I would say usable. Yes, yeah, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I would <laughs> I feel say like he'd be, be a usable. good bench three to come up. And I think it would have to depend on who's there at four. So okay, me. so if you're so I would do this if you're getting Luca and Bamba. Yes, that probably is, yes. Yeah. But let's say yeah. you're getting like yeah, Bamba and Porter Jr. I don't I don't think I would do that. Yeah, that's 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 tough. Some a somebody's screaming people, at their tel- at their cell phone are. right now. Like just, they are because why, there's a, why would you not do that? There's some Porter uh fan There are Porter out stands there. out there for sure. Big there's, time. There's more than Bagley right now, I feel like. I feel like the wave has moved on from Bagley to Porter Jr. To Porter, yeah, it is there is a Mavs wave for sure. That's the new one. This is that's tough. This trade is really tough. Because that's a lot. And we know that the Mavs love Harrison Barnes. The Mavs themselves, oh, they, they, they would never absolutely love Harrison Barnes. So I I don't see them trading Barnes right now. 
Hey, all. guys, let's go back on what we did when it was really smart that we passed on Chandler Parsons and got Harrison Barnes. Let's go ahead and reverse all of that and then try to get a young guy that could be a bust. I feel like that's I what they, I feel like that's what they would think. I honestly don't know what they would do with Parsons in that scenario. Like, would you just tell him to stay at home or like to stay in like an island and be like, "Hey, we'll just pay you, just just chill somewhere else," you know? Like, or would they yeah, like would actually they, try to yeah. use him? That's that's hard. <laughs> I don't know. They would probably try to use him. I think. Yeah, that's crazy. I like that one. Good job, Billy. That was yeah. He sent that in from uh from Bleach Report, and a couple other people sent in that one too that are uh, talking about that. What about you the idea of, of getting another, I mean, another top five pick, man, oh. you just kind of, if you're getting another top five pick, <laughs> you're definitely giving up Barnes and probably a 2019 pick. Yeah. Which so. they would, which they would in this scenario and taking on caps. You, you're giving up a lot. Like that's all of your things. You're, you're cashing in essentially all of your leverage, all of your stuff. Yeah, and trade. even even that, I don't know if like like if you called Sacramento and said, "Here's Barnes in 2019 pick," I don't, I don't think they take that. But for, but you're also taking two. on contracts from them too, so you're doing all of those things. Mm. Yeah, but Sacramento doesn't Sacramento. really have they don't really have contracts because they didn't get anybody to sign because with them. they can't get anybody to sign with them. So cap space doesn't. Which is funny because anything. they signed George Hill and they signed Randolph and. I mean, and they got Amon Schumper making eleven next year. That's their highest paid player. He's a he has a player option. Nick would Harrison want to go to Sacramento? <laughs> <laughs> um, the city could use him, but uh, Atlanta, Atlanta is interesting. I don't, they're not gonna. Yeah, that's why when we look. Okay, so when we look down through one through like ten, one of the biggest things of like, man, how could we get another pick in that? six through ten range and this is how i view these teams okay i view the bulls and the knicks as these like teams that like the knicks have been pretty open i just read this thing a few days ago and their gm has already came out and said like listen like we'll we'll poke our fingers in some different things in free agency this summer but they're really you know looking forward to the summer 2019 So like, and he was very open about that because Porzingis might not play this entire year. Exactly. So I I think this is just a wing it year for them. So like, I don't see them going anywhere. Like they just, they need another young player to develop this season with Nilekina. Are you saying Nilekina is not enough for them? No, Nilekina is awesome. But did you hear he grew an inch over the summer, Isaac? He did. He's still growing. You like to hate on Frank. Get off of him. I just love that the Knicks, the Knicks fans are like still trying to convince themselves that he's better than Dennis. I do love uh, your uh, feud with the Knicks fan base. Of course, we would be doing the exact same thing if it was the other way around. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So, but then I look I think Cleveland and so okay. So another thing is like the Bulls. I think the Bulls are really similar to Dallas, as in, hey, they got a couple young pieces in like Markinen, like Dunn. You know, whatever. Like we have Barnes and like Dennis, and like yeah. they want to like Levine add to and the Barnes are kind of similar. <laughs> well, they want to like add to the puzzle, so like they don't probably want to trade out, and I don't think they're going to sacrifice. And you know, they're not going to like take on a con. Like I just, I think they stay put. It, it it really gets iffy with me with Cleveland and Philly at eight and ten. Yeah, because because of Cleveland. Too, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking up above the Mavs, yeah. Memphis for sure, Atlanta if they want to get more picks. But like Cleveland is that spot at eight that there's one scenario that they're saying, hey, this is the major thing we got back from for Kyrie Irving. 
We need yeah. to stay here and we need to hope like Michael Porter Jr. Like they would like swing for the home run and say, let's hope this works out. Or they could look at it and say, man, if they know for sure LeBron's leaving, how can we cash in on this seventh or this eighth pick and add in like more picks, more like another young player, some move down a couple spots, gain another pick. Like we have no picks going forward. <laughs> That's what they would say to themselves. Exactly. Like, there's not so, a like, lot of options for us. Our cap space is all capped out. I mean, I was looking at. We'll talk about this. We're going to do a part two of this podcast, and we'll, we'll release it sometime next week, but or the weekend. Uh, where I was looking at some Cleveland trades, and like they're on the books for two more years of of J.R. Smith and Jordan Clarkson. Like at at, at that's like twenty five million combined. Yeah. <laughs> like gosh, they're just so sunk with all that stuff. Yeah, and so like in in this scenario, would it be like? Would the Clippers really give up twelve and thirteen to move up to eight? That seems. I mean, that that's tough. Like, is depends on who's there at eight, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. But like, you, I don't know if you do that. So I got a I got a three way for you. We can end this one on. Uh, let's do it or on the part two. On? Let's do it on the part two. Hey, doing on part two, guys. Sorry, you get this tomorrow. Teaser: Isaac has a three team <laughs> trade that will change the course of the Dallas Mavericks forever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll do that in part two. We'll probably we'll probably drop that during the weekend. So, uh, but tomorrow we're going to be doing second round targets for wings. So, what are some names we're going to be looking at tomorrow, Isaac? Probably like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, Pluckers, um, Pluckers, Wing yeah. Stop, <laughs> Wing Stop. No, I mean uh, Josh Koji, Melvin Frazier. Uh, those are two. Raleigh Alkins, Bonga, your guy Bonga. And my guy, my guy that I really am so excited for the maps to draft so I can just look at Isaac's face and I'm going to record his face when they draft Grayson Allen. You know what my darkest timeline is. (laughs) Wendell Carter and Grayson Allen. Wendell at five and Grayson at 33. Who could they get with with 50? Gary Trent Jr. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this. The Mavericks front office brass has some very close ties with Duke also. I heard that Donnie Nelson was uh, Mike Krzyzewski's ring bearer in his wedding. Seriously? No. <laughs> no. I do. I, I know Those for a times. fact that uh, one of Donnie's right-hand men, um, they worked for, right, they worked with Coach K and stuff very closely. They're, they're big buddies, so... That doesn't, anyway. that doesn't mean they're going to pick Wendell Carter, please. It does not, but I'm just saying they have very tight connections with Duke. This is true. All right, so again, we're going to do part two sometime. In the, so we'll drop it in the weekend. We'll talk about second round wings tomorrow. And then Friday, make sure you stick around. Jaron Jackson Jr. draft profile. We're super into it. And then next week, all week, we're doing draft profiles. Bridges, Porter Jr., second round bigs, uh, Miles Bridges, and Wendell Carter Jr. Stick with us. Stick with us, guys. Peace out. <laughs> Boom.